0: and welcome back to the come play podcast on this episode we're going to talk about uh some nhl news we actually got a lot of it this week thankfully uh we're going to talk about the release of nhl 19 a game that we all play and love and we're going to talk about our week two nfl predictions uh and with me this week only one person today but uh but it's bobby say hi bobby
1: hello everybody good to be back
0: yeah uh brendy's sick and zach's being a bitch so it's just us two uh but yeah uh with that being said our podcast might be a little bit shorter this week uh we're gonna cut the in case you miss a segment since that's kind of brendy's thing uh and we also only have one big topic this week uh which is close to my heart but
1: uh yeah Mm -hmm.
0: probably we just have some quick picks here Uh, Me and bobby are going to talk about and then uh, yeah, we'll go on to the big topic, and then we'll give our predictions and see how long that takes. We'll hopefully be short, but you never know.
1: Also, I have uh, no sound effects, because my software wants to be a piece of shit, so uh, a <laughs> bit, bit, bit of a bare-bones podcast this
0: week. Yeah, really. Yeah. Low production. No, Low production. Um, uh, we're going to start off with a story that was, uh, I think it actually Broke right after our last podcast, of course. Ooh. I think it was a day after, but it's a pretty big story. Um, Serena Williams, uh, tennis star. Uh, and let me preface this by saying I know nothing about tennis, <laughs> but I do know Ooh. the name Serena Williams. And the story was an interesting one. Uh, essentially, um, she had her US Open final match against Naomi Osaka. I think that's how you pronounce her name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and the match was basically a big controversy. Um, Serena was uh, ge- was given three penalties, which means she basically forfeits. Uh, and well,
1: wasn't a forfeit. It wasn't a forfeit, wasn't a forfeit
0: but. Or, I'm so, sorry. Wasn't it? Uh, you you so take it because you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, let me let me let me try and explain it a little bit. So, what uh, what wh- this is what started this off. So uh, during during uh during this uh a game, in I think the first set, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh no, it was second set. So during the game in the second set. So worth noting, Asaka was up one set to none going into the second. Uh, I think she won six four in the first one. Uh. So, at some point during the second set, a rally happens. I think Osaka gets a uh, scores or whatever, gets a point. Serena looks over at her coach, whose name is escaping me currently, um, looks over at her coach, who is sitting uh, on the left, uh, the left side of her, and he puts up uh, some sort of hand signal. I think it was just a thumbs up, I think. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm almost positive it was, um, uh, what I so, was reading.
1: The umpire, again, whose name escapes me, this shows just how, how good uh, it happens. was.
0: Um, let me see. Carlos Ramos.
1: Carlos Ramos. Okay. So Carlos Ramos sees this and gives a uh violation penalty to Serena Williams for coaching because of, and, and this, is all, this is all stuff that I've researched over the past couple of days since the story broke is that, that that's not something you can do in tennis. You cannot receive coaching at least in the official rule book during at least the US Open no, this was the US Open, so I think during US Open. So Serena takes exception to this and uh starts arguing with the umpire a little bit. So it turned into quite a bigger thing because she starts saying things along the line of "I have a daughter," you know. I don't cheat. Uh, I try to show my daughter what's like. She's saying this like on the court, like uh, during like during the match, you know, saying uh, you know I, I show her right. I'd rather I'd rather lose than cheat, kind of thing. Like just start this whole thing. So she argues with him for a little bit. Nothing really comes about it. So they play the rest of the game. Uh whatever in the second set. So they play the rest of the game in the second set. Osaka takes it. Serena then smashes her racket on the, uh, on the court. Umpire gives her a second violation for racket abuse. So the second violation means there's a point violation involved. So that game finished. Uh, Serena uh, broke her racket on the court. So then that means in the next game, Osaka is now up uh, 0-15. So, Serena Williams goes to, uh, you know, her, her bench or whatever, and is then, again, talking to the ump, saying that the ump was attacking her character. The ump owes her an apology. I'm not a cheater. This, and the other thing. Ends up calling him a thief. Says it over and over again, that he's a thief. She stole, you stole a point from me. This, and the other thing. And by the time they go to start the next game, she gets a third violation for verbal abuse of the umpire and gets a game penalty in the set. So now Osaka gets a free game. So as I'm sure you can imagine, Williams had more problems and things, and things to say. So she went back and talked to talk the umpire and asked for the referee. The referee comes out, and there was another woman with the referee who I, I, I don't really couldn't really identify or really know her role. But I know she's talking to her a lot and saying, like, he's attacking my character. You know, I always have problems with the US Open, which I, I did not... Fully check on, but he, she's uh, the announcers. If you go watch the clip, we're talking about other issues with umpires had in the past in terms of violations. So whatever, she, you know, she she say like, look, that's all I have to say. I'm you know, finish the game. Osaka ends up beating her in the rest of the set, and she wins the U.S. Open. Um, so Osaka wins two straight sets. She wins the U.S. Open, and then she gets up their acceptance speech and basically apologizes for winning which is kind of sad um so serena's coach gets interviewed after the match like right after like not even before they presented the trophy yet and the reporter asked him were you coaching and he basically said i'll admit i was coaching but he kind of pulled the that's the way it is like that blame the system card because yeah. he said that other coaches like everybody gets coaching uh so why this time it was a problem uh worth noting there was another thing i missed that i realized that i have in my notes that, uh williams said that he said that there are men who do the same things i think more referring to the racket abuse and coaching and maybe even the verbal uh, basically all the violations she got in trouble she says there are men who are doing the same things uh who don't get any violations or anything like that yeah so which... it became this huge thing which that's
0: been the, that was kind of the big talking point after was, um, yeah. you know, the whole idea of sexism, which a lot of people are, you know, of course it's a controversy so that you're I, either on one side or the uh, other.
1: <laughs> so, and, and the, here's what's strange to me though. So the coach says, yeah, I was coaching, right? I mean, even if it was just a thumbs up, like to saying, okay, you're fine or a good job or whatever, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. She, she. Yeah, and the, the press conference, I believe, said, and I can be corrected if I'm wrong, that uh, she didn't know she was receiving coaching. Like, something along those lines. Like, something like she, she wasn't trying to get coaching.
0: Yeah, she said she wasn't calling for, like, an on
1: right, or something
0: like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it, I – here's what I'm failing to – I mean, listen, I'm, I'm going to preface by saying I'm not a tennis historian by any sense <sighs> of the word. I, I, for, I can't possibly make the comparison between, like, okay, do men – in the do the men's league get in trouble for things like this? I have no idea. <laughs> I've definitely seen some YouTube compilations of uh, players just going off on umpires. There's there's one who's specifically known for it. His name escapes me, and I don't remember him getting a violation. But it, to me, it's like if you're breaking the rules, you're going to get a violation. To me, I'm not to me, this isn't a sexist issue. She, let's see. So she got a coaching. Okay. That can be debated. Uh, whatever. Empire made that call, whatever the racket abuse thing. I mean, I, that that's a rule, I guess that's something I didn't know either, you know? Okay. She gets a violation for that. I know tennis is a bit more of a formal game. Like you ever watch the the ball boys, ball girls, like the, mm-hmm. you ever, you ever see them like they're, they have like they're robots, dude.
0: Yeah, they they're, like sta- they <laughs> gotta, <laughs> like stand robots. up straight and like not move and then they stand up the straight, shot.
1: hands behind your back, and then when the ball's done, when the play's over, hold out the ball with your one hand and like raise your other one. Like it's it's really odd. It's it's yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I see it. Um but that's the game. Uh and the you know, in regards to talking to the umpire. Any sport that you start trashing the ump or the ref or whoever, you are going to get in trouble, man. Like that's Mm. just that's just the end of it. I mean, you see technical fouls all the time for verbal abuse in the NBA. You know, you can easily get flags in the NFL for uh, attacking the the ref. You see in the NHL sometimes getting a penalty if you you know. To me, this is more of okay, she broke the rules, so she's going to get the violations, and then she if she just kept her mouth shut for the rest of it, then. She probably wouldn't have lost the game or lost the point. It's also worth noting here, Osaka beat her in two straight sets. So to, yeah. si- to, si- to simply say that this whole thing cost her the game or the match, I should say, um, I, don't, I, I don't buy that at all. Uh, she lost in two straight sets, so that means a whole set was played beforehand that Osaka won completely clean. Like, no issue much about her. And Chazosaka, she played extremely well. Like, I mean, she she probably would have won it without the controversy, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: like, I, actually, I actually seen too, it too. It's funny. I mean, this is probably the case for a lot of uh, female tennis players, but she was saying that Serena was like her hero and, you know, she was growing mm-hmm. up and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Um, I guess my take on it uh, with the research I did was like, uh, you know, I look, she, she did wrong. Like, you know, what she did Mm -hmm. in the rule book is wrong. Uh, so there's that. But I mean, part of the issue too, is like, you know, that whole like coaching thing, like they actually said too, that they're going to go back and review the whole policy for that after this, um, right. About, you know, the whole coaching thing. Like I just think some of the things are a super rule. Um, you know, with the whole like racket abuse thing, like, Um, again, I don't know much about tennis, but like what I've seen in the past is like when, you know, I've seen some people go to the sideline and they'll like break, like they have a whole bag of rackets. They'll break every single one in the bag. And like, I don't know if they ever get a violation, but like it might've been the case since she was actually, I think, I believe she was actually on the court at the time when she did it. So I don't know if that was the reason she got a violation for it. But yeah, I think like from my standpoint, I think. I think she's in the wrong because in terms of like she is, she knows the rules and like she, you know, that's her fault. But in the same token, like, you know, some of these rules are kind of unfair. Um, I don't know if I, I mean, I don't want to get too into it. I don't know if I buy the whole sexism thing. I think, you know, they're enforcing the rules the way they're supposed to. Right. Um, And, you know, that's kind of my take on it. I think it, it's not so much the whole sexism problem. I think it's more the fact that the rules are just bad and they they have to enforce bad rules, it's at least what I gathered from research.
1: And it's, it's also like, look, if there's a sexism problem, yeah, let's have a conversation about it. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know enough about tennis to say that this is a total sexist action and controversy, right? To me, I look at this as, uh, you know, a former athlete. If you know the rules, you know. I mean, everyone bends them. I mean, mm-hmm. but any sport. <laughs> but if you're if you're going on this whole tirade, you're gonna get you're gonna have consequences with it. And in this case, it cost Serena Williams a game in in a, in a high profile match. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, you know, that, that's where I stand. She did wrong. She got the consequences that were coming to her. That's the end of it to me. I, I I've always loved Serena Williams as as an athlete as an off even an off the court person. She seems fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, I she's get. done a, done a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know she was just she was just wrong in the situation to me. I mean, I, she the whole attacking your character thing. I here's the thing with me on that one too. That whole line, it's like I don't I, unless there's some audio I have not heard yet. I don't remember the the. I've never said she was a cheater. He, yeah, he he saw something he was supposed to enforce.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Like I don't like what well, what what is he supposed to do? And if there's really coaching rules and problems with the coaching rule, okay, yeah, let's go fix it. It sounds like that's what they're doing. So I don't know. It, to me, she she got the consequences that, that came with what her actions were doing or what her actions were, and that's what she got. Uh, that's it. congratulations so Osaka for winning U.S. Open. Yeah,
0: um, and there was a lot of, you know, obviously a lot of the quotes she said about the whole thing with her daughters and stuff like that came out. So a lot of people are, you know, I I don't know if they're big advocates for her, or big advocates for women in sports, but a lot of people were saying that, you know, um, basically like you know, what she was saying was true and stuff like that. It, it, it's tough again for us to tell because, you know, with the because we don't really know, but from what we've read in terms of what the uh rule book says and stuff like that, it sounds like what she did was wrong. And again, like I said, they will they're going back now and kind of reviewing this stuff. So maybe it's something that they change in the future to make the game better. Um, you always want that for any sport. So hopefully that's something they that take in Uh, to consideration but um in terms of kind of our point i think we both kind of agree that she was in the wrong um in this and hopefully you know (laughs) at least like i said in my case hopefully something changes in the future because not i don't totally agree with everything that happened but she you know did again what's wrong in the rule book so uh yeah that's kind of our our take on it um Now we're going to move on to some sports we actually know about. Back to the <laughs> NFL. Uh, a bit. the uh Aaron Rodgers <laughs> goat, Jesus he, he just goat status confirmed, man. Like, yo, this guy. So, if you didn't see week 1 um pa- the Packers played the Bears Sunday night football, uh and what a game first of all, but the big storyline of the game is Aaron Rogers uh, third down player early in the second quarter gets hurt uh, and not is, in the
1: most pretty way. Either, no. Either way.
0: And this was also again, like last year coming off of, uh, I think he broke his collarbone in like week five or something like that. And then mm-hmm. like missed several weeks. Uh, and this is one of the guys uh, for my, I think he's the most, talented quarterback in the league right now. I know Brady has the accomplishments, but I think Aaron Rodgers overall, like the way he can pick out passes and throw on the run, I think he's the most talented. He's my one of like my favorite quarterback to watch. So last year not being able to see him uh you know play much was tough. And then you see this first game of the year, second quarter, it, it looks bad. It mm-hmm. looks really bad. Um he attempted to get up. Um he fell like you know, he 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 just couldn't put any weight on it. Uh, he eventually got carted off the field, and then you're like, "There we go, season's over." Uh, mm-hmm. Ripped to the Packers, ripped to anybody that has them in fantasy. But they come out of halftime, and look who it is. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. comes out of the tunnel. Uh, they are down 20 points at that point in the game, and what does he do? He just engineers a comeback. Uh, to win the game, twenty-four to twenty-three, basically on one leg with a knee brace on, um, it was honestly one of the best things I've seen. Like uh, watching that game, you just—he just looked like a man possessed. Uh, he came out and it, he just wanted to win so bad, and he came out and again, like he just—he took the Packers and just put them on his. And on his back and ran with him, and uh, he had, he finished up the game with 286 yards and three TDs. Uh you know, just casual Aaron Rodgers, and then the 75-yard touchdown to Randall Cobb won the game 24 to 23. Um, but the Packers scored on all their drives after halftime until the last one where they were running at the clock. Uh, unbelievable. Aaron Rodgers is just uh, unbelievable. <laughs> he's an unbelievable. How do
1: How do you, I just, how do you come out of the tunnel, like, uh, after that, man? Like,
0: Like he was, and the thing, too, was, you know, I always say, like, you know, everybody knows their body the best, and he was visibly upset when he was getting carted off, so I'm like, dude, this guy, like, tore his ACL or something, like, it's bad. That's what I thought. And then he comes out, and, like, he just, he just goes apeshit, and, and... (laughs) Just engineers has come back and uh the latest report I've seen is he's day today. uh he's questionable uh for the week two matchup, but it looks like he'll be playing. Um I mean at least from what I've seen, you never know. Um I don't know the official diagnosis on the actual injury what it was, but um you know, we know it's a knee, we just don't know the extent of the knee injury. Um
1: yeah. He's questionable for this week as of recording this, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, just insane. We just wanted to add that in there because that, uh, to me, that was one of the best set, like you know, performances in the second half of a football game I've seen in a long time. Oh yeah. Uh, just he came out slinging, and uh, poor Bears man, <laughs> poor mm-hmm. Bears fans. I seen them God. on Twitter. They were not happy. Uh, noose in hand, they yep. were finally yep. thinking they slayed the dragon, but uh. Nope. Aaron Rodgers came back and just torched him. So, uh, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, one of the best, like I said, best show- showings I've ever seen. Uh, you know, the guy is, again, he was essentially on one leg for that second half, uh, with that knee brace, which didn't look that comfortable, honestly. So
1: no. yeah, he,
0: he came out slinging, no.
1: uh, yep.
0: unbelievable. Um, the next story is a follow-up to actually a story we covered last week. It's This one's interesting, um, very. So Michael Kendricks, we talked about him last week. Uh, linebacker, former linebacker of the Eagles, uh, Super Bowl winning Eagles, that is. Um, I, still, I still can't believe that, by the yeah,
1: way. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I can't get over it. We're both from the Philadelphia area. <laughs> but not so Eagles if, fans. <laughs> not Eagles fans, but – you know, I mean, I have a soft spot for the Eagles since they're from my hometown, but yeah. uh, it, you know, it the landscape has changed. Oh like, my god, dramatic! Since, since since that win,
0: dude. Like, it, it, well, I'll, I'll, let's just touch on this real quick because I don't want to spend too much time on it. But like, yeah. you know, you. Eagles fans would be negative all the time when their team would do bad. You know, you get the the team is down seventeen nothing at halftime. And the the boo birds come out. You have to say like they were always unhappy. But this last season, like the the narrative has definitely changed. Obviously, I mean they won the Super Bowl. But yeah. anyway, um,
1: but they, but you know it's funny they boo Boos, boo birds apparently came out like last game. Oh of the yeah, season. the
0: the the um when it was six to three at halftime. They were booing. I'm like, oh, that's dude. right. Oh,
1: yeah, that was week one. I'm sorry. It wasn't yeah, it was just, week one.
0: Yeah, uh, your team just won. This. Like, dude, I don't I Like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: my anyway, God.
0: Anyway, um, you know, Michael Kendricks then signed for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this off season was featured in Hard Knocks, actually, uh, going Great. back to that show. You know how much I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he was – uh had – you know, charges for insider trading, um, which he uh, pleaded guilty to. Uh, his hearing was supposed to be um, December eighteenth. Um, however, you know that that's the story we knew. It was December eighteenth. All of a sudden, uh, you know, you get the notification: Michael Kendricks assigned for the Seattle Seahawks uh, on a one-year contract. So I'm like, okay, that's weird i
1: thought i was on drugs i i said yeah, i was like, on drugs i'm, I'm like, like what the hell am i reading
0: because i'm like okay so this guy is in december is you know probably going to get a year like to prison and they you know at the time they set up for 25 years which was crazy now right. <laughs> i'm i'm reading the story today uh to get ready for the podcast now I, apparently his sent- sentencing was moved to january 24th and uh adam Schefter actually tweeted that um you know, instead of the 25 years that it could have been, uh, it's looking like thir- 30 to 37 months in prison, um, which is a big contrast. Now, we, me and Bobby both agree that I think 25 years for insider trading is a bit excessive.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a, to bad. Say it, least. It was a but, million dollars, which is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but like 25 years? Yikes.
0: Yeah. So but the big thing here for me is like just how much the narrative changed. Like this guy's looking like like his life's essentially over, you know, he's he's gonna go to jail maybe, you know, twenty, twenty five years and then all of a sudden he's on a one year contract with S- Seattle Seahawks.
1: Um Here's the interesting thing though, the the, the, the one the year deal back. the one year deal was before it broke that he wasn't gonna get twenty five years. I mean the Seahawks may have knew, but here's what I was thinking, right? So he wasn't supposed to get sentenced until I think December.
0: Yeah, December eighteenth. Yeah.
1: Right. So that means he's still able to play, right? So he can yeah. sign with the Seahawks and try and get him into the postseason and then he leaves. Yeah. For, 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 to go to to go to jail. Like I mean, that's what it was. And then now it's like, okay, he's gonna sign a one year deal with the Seahawks, get sentenced, go serve whatever time, and probably be able to come back and play. I yeah. mean, so I before the podcast I actually did a little bit of research, we're looking I don't want to compare the two, but this is what happened to Michael Vick. Yeah. This is exactly what happened to Michael Vick. So I, I don't think I need to explain the Michael Vick story. Please don't make me explain the Michael Vick story. <laughs> Everybody should know. So he spent 21 months in federal prison for his crimes. Now, I'm not saying that, uh, I'm not trying to say that Kendrick here is a dog killer. Uh, I'm just pointing out that they both have had federal charges against them for different crimes and spent time in jail. Michael Vick basically walks out of jail and an Eagles contract is sitting on his desk. That's basically what happened. Yeah, And then he had it still. I mean, you can, I mean, his playing career kind of went to the ground afterwards, but I mean, he played for the Eagles as a starter for the while. He was on the jets for a year, Steelers for a year as the backup to Ben. So, and he's now a, an analyst for Fox sports. I think now, mm, uh, yes. you know, he, he turned it around and that, I mean, it's a whole different discussion, but you're looking at the similar situation also comparing to kind of Josh Gordon, right? Who had, who was indefinitely suspended for, I mean, he had multiple violations for the abuse policy. He went through rehabilitation. He was gone for three years. Uh, came back to Cleveland mid mid season last year. So I'm assuming we're going to look at the same thing, right? So Kendrick signs with the Seahawks for one year. Um, he'll play for the se- the rest of the season, get, get sentenced to whatever it is. So it sounds like it's going to be a lesser sentence, maybe a couple of years at the most. And then he'll come out and they'll probably have another contract waiting on his desk. He's not that, he's not that old, right? How old is he? I don't know.
0: Uh, I think he, I mean, he's still in his twenties, I believe. Yeah. Um,
1: so he could still play when he comes yeah. back, right?
0: I mean, I mean, it's just he's 27.
1: He's 27.
0: 27. Okay. I was going to say, I think he's late twenties. Um, it's it's just crazy to me. Like I said, because, you know, we were talking about last week, like this guy, is, his life's over, and now we're talking about him having an NFL contract. And look, I don't think the Seahawks are that, I, they're a tough team to analyze, honestly. Like, I don't think they're that great of a team, but I also think Russell Wilson could single-handedly take that team to the playoffs. Like, imag- just imagine, you know, like, you know, a uh, NFC Conference Championship game Michael Kendricks gets the game-winning interception. And then, you know, the Super Bowl is, like, in February. And it's like, okay, what's what happens now? Like,
1: <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just
0: crazy stuff to me. I don't know. Um,
1: it's such an odd story, man. It's so yeah. weird. It's so yeah. weird. It, it, it's been interesting just to report on this. I'm, I'm happy I've been able to read on it. I like, guess I'm just like, wow, I never would have guessed something like this. Like I said, I like you know we we've seen uh, you know there's obviously some you know player discipline issues with in in, in the NFL sometimes in regards to domestic violence stuff and uh, even murder charges for God's sake yeah like really. like it, it it can be a mess sometimes insider trading is something I never thought I'd really uh, be seeing I guess is that that's you know the closest thing I can relate to that is the whole is the sports betting yeah. yeah something like Pete Rose. Uh, It's really the only thing I can relate to. I've never seen a sports player, or net sports player. Oh my god, that's only. (laughs) What am I saying? I've never seen an a a professional athlete, uh. Get in trouble for insider trading before. If there's another story, I'd be happy to read it. If anybody, if there's another story of something like this,
0: yeah, I was gonna say I don't, I don't remember a story like this ever. Strange, ever being. Yeah, it is very strange. Um. Something that, you know, this, this honestly might only happen once in, you know, like a long time, in, in an error of sports. It's just a weird, a weird story. Or but, maybe, or
1: maybe this, like the sports sports betting scandals are, you know, this starts a whole trend and starts a whole
0: I mean, uh, I, yeah.
1: investigation where we find even more players are doing it. You know, yeah,
0: honestly, exp- like with the whole, uh, you know, legal sport spreading. I mean, it's not that they're doing it, but it's all around. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, man, honestly, like, I
1: I mean, we, I mean, we, we, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're in an age where, you know, we're seeing high up executives of companies start to get in trouble for things they've been doing for decades. Right. Mm. I mean, everything from, you know, the me too movement to, to, uh, inside trading to other, other kind of deals. Uh, you never know, man. You really never know, and this story just kind of proves that you never really know what's going on. This is right. such an interesting read to me. As uh, it was, uh it was interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh. Again, just to wrap it up, it's something that <laughs> uh, you know, you don't see much, but yeah, uh, interesting read. Uh, we have. Bobby, we finally have some NHL news.
1: Oh my god, crazy! Be- we have a lot. Mo- I, so just to preface. The rest of this podcast is going to be mostly NHL news. I'm just going to say that now. Yeah, we have, we have a couple of video game things to talk about, but I I dare you to guess which one of the video game news things we're going to talk about is <laughs>
0: uh, like. This is what we're in the second week of September, uh going on to the third week. I think this is the most news in the NHL ever in the years that I've watched in and like this week of the the you know, it's September, like preseason just happening, but I don't know what happened in the NHL this week, but the jam just went crazy. Uh we have trades to announce. We have uh a retiring, but first we're gonna start with Max Pacioretty. Uh this was a pretty big saga honestly uh, with Montreal. Uh, he finally gets dealt to the freaking oh. Vegas Golden Knights just out here <laughs> after their first year um, Stanley Cup appearance. Still unbelievable to me. Um, they're out here. Now they're getting uh, I don't know if he's a superstar but he's definitely a uh, star in the league In my, I, in my opinion. I know a lot of people don't think that way but uh yeah vegas uh, acquired patcheretti for Thomas Tatar, which i wanna get to in a second uh and prospect Nick Suzuki and a tw- uh second round pick in twenty nineteen uh after the deal uh was made official uh he signed a four year extension. Uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, for seven million per season, which will kick in next season. Uh, he still has one year left on his current deal, which I believe is four and a half million. I think he makes, uh, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sure. But so I want to get to this. I want to analyze this trade because, um, you know, Vegas. We didn't like. If you would have asked us a year ago if they would have been making this trade, right? So they're getting Max Pacioretty, a guy who is an impact player. Um, you know he's he's a guy that can get you to the playoffs and stuff like that. They basically gave up futures, like two futures for this guy, and it's and it's their second year in the league. Like, right? What's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> like should I be ha- Like they should be. They should have still been bad. They should have been. You know, stacking up on their futures. Nick Suzuki was a, I think he was the thirteenth pick, or something in the draft last year. I think he's a guy that could be really good. Um, you know, for the Canadians, um, I I really liked him coming out of uh, the Canadian Hockey League. Um, but yeah, they're giving up futures, for you know, maybe, if it, uh you never know. Maybe they win the Cup this year. Like, it's incredible.
1: I mean, um, it, 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 Vegas, you know, obviously went to the cup in there last year, right? But the only star power they had was Flurry, right? I mean, the, well, the rest uh, of the team was...
0: I was going to get to that. So, I mean, okay, you had the breakout of William Carlson. Like, right. That guy went from, I think he scored six points uh, in his NHL career prior to last year, and then he puts up 40 goals last year. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the fuck just happened, man? Like Right. Yeah, and you had, you did have some breakout years from some guys. However, um, Mark Andre Fleury and I can attest to this as a Sharks fan. In the playoffs, literally stood on his head, and that's I mean, you gotta credit him. And you know it was weird because if you remember at the start of the season last year, they had basically their whole every goalie they had on the roster got hurt, and that one game they had some like basically an emergency goalie come in uh which is i mean he's not a technically like somebody who's never played before anything but he was there uh, a prospect they have who was at the time playing in the uh the i think it was the whl um in the canadian hockey league and he had to come in uh against the oilers and it's just insane like you know they had a lot of injuries um but you know, Flurry when he was in uh, was a superstar. I again, you know, we can touch on this, but that that run last year, something you may never see in sports ever again. Uh, it was just crazy. Um, I didn't expect it. I know a lot of people, you know, after the fact, complain that oh, the expansion rules were too easy for them. But you look at that roster at the beginning of the year. You cannot tell me that you thought they were gonna finish like above like fifth last in the league. Like if you're saying that, get out of here. Like it's no.
1: I mean, oh, here's not. the thing. You know, I, I was you know, I, I knew they were I didn't think they were this special team, right? i well I shouldn't say it. They didn't have the star power, right? At least to exactly. me. They had Mark Andre Fleury as their netminder and that was really about it. The rest of their guys and you know, I'm even talking about former flyers, they're a lot of second line players, maybe.
0: Oh, yeah. No, if, uh, dude, their line, like, I would argue that they didn't have a first line. They just had a bunch of second lines.
1: <laughs> they did. That was, that was their whole thing. I mean, like, even, even talking about, you know, Delmer, who was a former flyer, you know, I he was always a third line guy, right? But he mm-hmm. was actually one of the more productive players, if I remember correctly.
0: No, nah, he was... Hey, he was a big penalty killer. Like he was a pain in the ass in that shark series as well. Like, yeah, he, he was one of their stand that guys. Um,
1: I mean, you knew they were going to be special because it was their inaugural year, right? But I mean, it was really yeah. And w- I, I was kind of riding the wave. Like, okay, I'm happy to see a new team. It's a nice fresh face, right? I, you know, I know you kind of differ on them because you just hate the fact that they got so far. But to me, I mean, I'm, I, I'm bitter. <laughs> oh, oh, I know, I know, I know. That's fine. I understand that completely. It, but it's like, okay, they they're this French fresh team right and just after I saw their their home arena like on blast for the first time I'm like oh no they're, they're actually gonna be a decent team I didn't think they were gonna be Stanley Cup worthy at any point but I didn't think yeah. they were ever gonna be totally bad I just knew they were gonna ride this wave I don't know if it's gonna continue I don't know if Vegas has completely given up on them or not. we'll have to see but I mean, it's hard. You can't say though that when Vegas was at home, that especially during the playoffs, that it wasn't addicting to watch. Like just how oh, packed that yeah. arena was. Dear God Almighty!
0: Yeah, it was definitely one of the better atmospheres in the league last year. Yeah, um, you know if you remember, uh, they started the season, the first game, their first home game. Uh, they had the ceremonies for the Vegas shooting, and it just mm-hmm. almost like after that i just you know i don't know if that propelled them to you know play for them or, or something was just something special you could tell and mm-hmm. you know obviously um what they did is disney movie worthy um <laughs> incredible run yeah. and now they're adding max patch who uh again i think you know i i think he's kind of almost a replacement they lost uh james neal in the off season uh he signed with the flames like he's kind of like one of those players, like, again, not a superstar, but a really good player will give you um, a decent amount of points in the season. Um, You know, but, I, I think I, I like the acquisition for them. It's scary. I mean, they, they signed Paul Stasny in the offseason. So you got another, you know, first, second line center, wherever they decide to put them. Um, you know, they're, they're stacking up, and this is their second year. It's, I just can't believe it, man.
1: I mean, I don't know, man. I, they could definitely make another run now that they have, if, you know, I don't think they lost that many. I mean, I know they lost Neal, which, which kind of sucked. They still yeah. have Flurry in the back, which is the big thing. Listen, I, I, I keep mentioning his name. Yeah, for good reason. You, you, yeah. can, you cannot sit there and tell me that if Flurry was not at their netminder that they would have won the Stanley Cup. You cannot convince me otherwise. You, you yeah, can't. You I, simply can't.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I- I'm gonna go back on it one more time. Uh, I've never been so frustrated at watching the Shark, like the Sharks, and I wasn't even frustrated at them. I was just frustrated at the fact that literally, like, marc Andre Fleury was godlike in that series. I think at one point his like save percentage was like nine sixty or something like that.
1: Like that's, that's like first Yeah, like, and he's how crazy. old? He's been yeah. around a while, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember, I what like 2003, I think he was the first overall pick, and for a goalie, I mean, that's rare for to be the right. first overall pick. And I, I always liked him. I really did. Um, I've kind of followed him through his career, and uh, you know, I never would have thought that uh, this year he did what he did. And dude, you know, he's he's so fun to watch too because he's having so much fun out there. He's always smiling.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a he's thing. Like, having
0: a good time.
1: That's the thing. Uh, like he was a penguin, right? And as a Flyers fan, I you know, he was a pain in the ass. Yeah. To play against. I mean, but it, it it's hard not it's hard not to like him because he seems like just this this really awesome guy off the ice. Yeah. Like he's always pranking his uh teammates. I don't know if you saw the video the other day where he uh he I I don't know what they were for. I don't know if it was for like a uh, scrimmage game or something, but he was in the Penguins' locker room, and he like h- uh, hog-tied the sleeves of Malkin and Crosby's jerseys with <laughs> with tape. It was pretty hilarious. Like he basically he took the sleeve and like folded it inside out and taped it so that when he goes to put on the jer- when they go to put on the jersey, they can't get their hand through.
0: Yeah it's, yeah, it's
1: hilarious. It's hilarious.
0: I actually didn't say that. No, no. I mean, he was. I know. You know, Penguins fans were really sad to see him go. Um, yeah, you know, he just seems like a really genuine guy, and uh, obviously, you know, last year arguably one of the you know, best goalies in the league. I think top five wouldn't be a stretch. I really think he was that good. Um, and I think his numbers back it up, and you know, he carried that team for a lot of it. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know now again like they got the superstar one thing i wanted to go back on real quick because uh one of the pieces that Vegas moved was Thomas Tatar now Thomas Tatar was an acquisition by the Vegas Knights uh Vegas Golden Knights at the trade deadline last year where they gave up a first round pick a second round pick and a third round pick for this guy and this guy was a healthy scratch in the playoffs they gave up all that for him who he basically did nothing and now they're dealing him. Um look, I mean, they got to the Stanley Cup final in their first year, I'm sure they're not sweating it that much, but they gave up yeah. three draft picks and three, you know, a first, second, or third is nothing to you know it, you know, they could all turn out to be really good. Uh and they're already dealing him. I think if you were to pinpoint one mess up, uh he would be the one uh in their existence of like something they kind of screwed up on, but uh, he's gone. I think you know he'll be like a like a forty to fifty point guy, uh, for for the Canadians, uh, who already are you know have a bunch of people at the wing, um, you know the wings, the the guys they really need are are centers, which Nick Suzuki is. So hopefully, at you know some point down the line, uh, for their sake, he can be a first second line center for them. But um, yeah, Vegas out here making deals, um. And they got Pacioretty on that extension, so... Uh, I think
1: they have another rug because they have Stastny now, too, right? So, yep. so, uh, so Pacioretty, Stastny as their, you know, top line? Yeah, you know? I mean,
0: first or second line, you, you never know. I mean, you got to see, uh, I'll be sure to see, again, William Carlson. Will he have the same year he did last year? Or is that just a flash in the pan kind of deal? Um, you got, like players like Alex Tuck, who really shined last year, young guy, see what he kind of comes back and does. It's going to be, you know, I don't think it's a surprise. I I, I think they'll be good again. I think they'll be a playoff team again. Would it surprise me if they struggled this year and missed the playoffs? It absolutely wouldn't, because they're an expansion team. They should be doing that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You never know. I mean, it might have been some magic last year that maybe wears off this Mm -hmm. year. We'll just kind of have to wait and see.
1: I don't know, I, I'll, I'll call that they're going to have a playoff run, but Tyler, did you mm. know, did you know that this is the first Patriot trade of the Vegas Golden Knights era?
0: The first Patriot trade? Patriot
1: trade in the Vegas Golden Knights era.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, that makes perfect sense because he's only been on the Canadiens for a <laughs> uh, Yeah, I love that meme, though. It's like... Yeah. Uh, you know, random stat and the Golden Knights are... <laughs> like, everybody's saying. Yeah, everybody's
1: I, I also want to point to uh, Mac uh writing on the Players' Tribune. Uh, yeah, yeah. They put it two days ago. It's actually hilarious, because a lot of it's about his kids, who are pretty young. So, yeah. apparently, when he told his kids uh, after the trade, uh, they asked him, what team are they on the sheets?" Which are referring to the bed, yeah. the official angel bed sheets that they got for their kids, mm-hmm. and it was before Vegas got uh, got made the expansion team, so they're not on the sheets. So <laughs> he had to explain to them that they're on the not on the sheets, um, and they're this new expansion team or whatever to to his kids who are young; they're four and three. But apparently, the, he's also saying that they're complete hockey rats. So that's uh so they know but that was the question he was immediately asked but he was go go read it go find max patrae's it's called we're going to vegas it's his latest writing the players tribune which we we have advocated for a hundred times yeah
0: i was was just about to mention again i i if you ever want uh to to read some you know genuine pieces from uh athletes around all the sports and kind of get an insight um a lot of them do it for like you know retirements or if they get traded somewhere they'll write something um it's it's honestly it's awesome um it's you kind of get an insight of what they're thinking and it it just seems genuine uh so i i highly recommend um every, you know checking that out at any time um but yeah, we are going to move on to our next story. Uh, another NHL story. This one was really random. Um, yeah,
1: this is, of, out of
0: This could, you know, this could end up being a big deal. Uh, Steve Eiserman, uh, former GM, now former GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, stepped down. Um, he said he's stepping away. His words were, "He's stepping away from the role uh, of the general manager," um, and. It's going to be given to, uh, who was a senior advisor, uh, Julian Brisebois, th- or Brise-Bow, I'm not sure how you say it. It's French-Canadian. I have no clue how to say it. Uh, but he is now the new general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning.
1: is um, um, now the senior advisor now, right? Is that what he's doing Yeah, there?
0: essentially, they basically switch roles. But it sounds like, he he's unsure about his future, kind of thing. He said he wants to spend time with his family. Uh, he also, I mean, he did say he wants to go to Detroit. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say he's a hundred percent committed to the Lightning this season. Uh, you know, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, this is kind of the thing with the Brodeur. Uh, story we were talking about a few weeks ago like you know he stepped away from the role with the uh the blues and then a day later he took the job with the new jersey devils i don't think it's going to be the case here um do i see him going to detroit i do uh as a manager or or like at least some kind of role there um Mm. you know the the red wings general manager right now ken holland is uh rumored to be um uh, potentially one of the guys that takes over the the new franchise uh, that's going to come into the League the Seattle franchise, uh, which would open the door, obviously, for GM job, which would be perfect. Uh, but you never know. I think... Uh, I mean, it's all speculation at this point, but I think a lot of people are assuming that he will go to the Red Wings at some point. Uh, maybe this year he sticks it out to Lightning, but... Yeah, um, yeah I think... Uh, I think he cuz i believe he has one more year left on his contract if i think that's what i read um because he declined over the summer a contract extension so i believe he has one more year
1: so um, i'm 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 reading real quickly he apparently was in a management role for the red wings for a couple of years but for, oh i don't know that i i i could be wrong this was a quick look up but uh okay. maybe he oh, was actually, like, one of those me.
0: like jobs that i'm like they say exists, but I'm not completely sure. Like, he kind of
1: just hangs around. and <laughs> I like No, you know what's funny, though? According to Wikipedia, it says VP. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm, I, trying, I, I'm trying to find a more legitimate source on that, but uh, my, my, the point I was going to make, I was just trying to look up how many years he spent playing because I'm trying to make a point. Like, he's, he's definitely uh, a Red Wing for life. Like, he yeah, I, for all a Hall of Famer. Career. Yeah, so he was the fourth overall pick in 1983 for the Red Wings, and he spent 23 years on that roster. 23 years. He stopped playing in 2006. So, I, you, you know, and he's also the, the uh, I think he's the seventh all-time leading scorer. So, yeah, it, 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 no one's surprised if he goes back to Detroit. But I, I, need, I need to go find this confirmation real quick. I'm going to keep doing that, but if we want to move on, it's okay. But, yeah.
0: No, I mean... um. I, I I'm just I'm trying to think because I feel I mean if he retired in 2006 maybe um because I think he signed on with the Red Wings in 2010 or I'm sorry yeah. the Lightning since 2010 so uh yeah but it's a it's a crazy story for the fact that um in my opinion and a lot of people around the hockey community he's been one of the best GMs in in the league recently mm. the deals he's made. Uh, putting the Lightning into successful positions. Uh, last year, trading for uh, Ryan McDonough and J.T. Miller at the, um, the trade deadline, giving up some pieces there. You know, he's made a lot of good signings and stuff like that. Um, was in on the Eric Carlson sweepstakes, which we'll get to later. Um, I think... You know, like I said, in my opinion, he's been one of the best GMs in the league. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he kind of stepped down. Um, It's uh, it's going to be interesting. I I don't think it changes too much in terms of the the Lightning right now. But you never know in the future. Um, You know, new GM uh, obviously going to make different decisions. Uh, We'll kind of see where the Lightning go. But uh, I think you know, in terms of this year, I think the Lightning are still a top. I would say like top three team, honestly. I think they're really good. So I think they have a legitimate shot of the cup. But, uh, yes, yeah. yeah, St- Stevie Y steps down.
1: I, I like them a, a lot for some reason. And I always like Lightning. I don't know why. Like, they're, I, one the, they're one of those teams that, like, I have a weird soft spot for, for no legitimate reason. Yeah. Well, I
0: was going to say, like, I have soft spots for some teams, but, like, right. them, uh, you know, my grandparents lived in the Tampa area for a while. I've, I've been to a game there. It seems like a pretty good atmosphere. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I have, like you said, I have random spots for teams. Uh, Their jerseys are nice. Yeah, they do. That's something
1: always, like, even their blacks, like, in the the early 2000s, like, dude. Yeah. Those are the the jerseys, man. Those are the threads right there.
0: Yeah, and they put on a really good show last year with the uh, All-Star game, so. Yeah,
1: they're always Uh, a fun, strong team to watch. I'm surprised they haven't uh, gone to the Cup again in recent, in the past couple years, but, you know. Just, just a little random comment. I'm saw- on spot for Tampa.
0: Yeah. Um, but, well, again, we'll kind of have to see how things go with Tampa. Uh, and our next story uh, relates to the Red Wings as well. Uh, this was, again, out of nowhere, like re- <laughs> kind of how the stories have been in the NHL because you don't expect uh, a lot. Um, Henrik Zetterberg, uh, one of the uh, elite players, um, in the NHL for a long time in the 2000s, uh, announced his retirement uh, yesterday uh, as we recorded due to a back issue um, that uh, has been bothering him. Um, you know, I, I, in my opinion, I thought this was going to be his last year anyway because I think he has one of those back diving contracts where, like, in his first, uh, like, three years, he got, like a, like, I don't know, eight million dollars and now like this year he makes like a million dollars uh so you know i thought he would um retire uh but at, at the end of this year but it turns out that um he is retired now again with a back issue uh i'm gonna read some of his stats because they are very impressive Uh yeah. he's played a thousand eighty two games uh 337 goals 623 assists uh, Red Wings captain, obviously, um, which is a pretty big deal because that's a you know uh, established franchise. Uh, he's a Stanley Cup champion, and in that Stanley Cup run, uh, he won the Cotton Smythe. So, this guy, um, I'll <laughs> I remember him because uh, you know, on the old NHL games, he used to be one of the most op, in my opinion, one of the most op players in the game. Uh, always consistently good, uh, you know, red wing for life. Um, and he was one of those guys that was picked really late in the draft and worked out. I think he was picked in the seventh round, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and
1: uh, was, He was a 210th pick overall. On yeah, there turn. you go.
0: Yeah, and I, he's a no doubt Hall of Famer, um, and, you know, for me. So it's... Uh, You know, a little bit sad because I always liked Zetterberg. Um, one of the uh, I feel like I say this about everybody, but I'm gonna say Mm -hmm. it again. One of the nicer guys. It seems like uh, genuine. Uh, I I I remember I had this uh, DVD when I was a kid. It was like it was called NHL All Access, and it was like behind the scenes of the NHL, and he was in it. And uh, Mm -hmm. apparently, he's like he's from Sweden, obviously. So apparently, he's a big soccer player and uh, enjoys that. So um you know hopefully this uh back problem doesn't uh take away from that in his future um <laughs> but yeah i mean you know i think honestly if i was him i would have done it you got uh and a back problem which you never want to mess with and you know you're making
1: nope.
0: basically nothing this year uh playing on a horrible team um you know and i think uh yeah, I, I think it was the right decision for him. I mean, like I said, it's sad, but um, it is it is what it is.
1: <laughs> so, so if I can make a couple quick notes real quick, because I, yeah. I, I found this story extremely be interesting, because I've actually discovered some new things that I never knew existed with this story. Okay. Um, So first of all, he's 37, right? So, I mean, you could argue that he was kind of toward the back end of his career anyway. Yeah, um, for sure. So what I also found, it was a degenerative back issue. Um. I, I, know, I actually know what he's going through, believe it or not. So I, I didn't know it was a generative yeah. thing. This is something I, I actually uh, struggle with uh, and why I haven't played in the years. I missed the whole season because of that. Yeah. Uh, similar injury. Um, so he's 37. So a couple, a couple other notes here that I say. So he's not officially retired. Officially. He's on long-term injury reserve for the Detroit Uh-oh. Red Wings. So here's why. So he has three years actually left on his contract. And it carries a six million uh cap hit for the for Detroit. Um, if he chooses to retire, if he comes out and says, I am retiring, he forfeits the last five million that's owed to him, which that's not a lot. Five million over the course of three years.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I said, he yeah. was one of those back diving
1: contracts. Right. Yeah. So he has five point three left owed to him through uh the 2020, 2021 season. Uh so if he so if he, says he retires he loses that money. If he stays a, on long-term injury reserve for Detroit, uh he will get paid that money regardless, even if he plays, even if he doesn't Wait. play.
0: It's I uh, I believe it wouldn't be a cap hit for the correct though. So. Okay. Correct.
1: So since he gets put on long-term injury reserve, that that means the 6 million cap relief does apply to uh, Detroit. So I never and you know, I This shows... Sometimes I never... I don't know everything. I never knew about the long-term injury reserve thing. I never knew. Um, Well,
0: I I knew of it because the the Leafs actually kind of exploited it. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. So, it's actually something that'll probably get... Excuse me. Talked about in the the next... uh, Well, potential lockout next year. um, Is that, like, you know, they basically... Put guys on LCIR and we're like, okay, see you later. Like they yep. did that with Joffrey Lupul. Yeah. Uh, apparently Joffrey Lupul was okay to play, and they're like, they never took him off. So
1: <laughs> yeah, and he wanted he wants to play. He still wants to play.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know that that's kind of a whole different story. The whole LCIR thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's I I would assume. I mean, I, you know, if I was the Red Wings, I'd be like, "Yeah, dude, stay on that for as long as you need to. Like, we'll pay you the stuff you did for the organization. Like,
1: right? Uh,
0: we'll still pay thing?
1: the five point three five million for the rest of the th- next three years, yeah, or whatever I mean, And then he he can go sit at home. Like, I mean,
0: if, if it's not a cap hit, like you know, I'm a hundred percent sure they have the the money to do it. So, uh, right. you know, to pay him. So,
1: yeah, it's it's interesting, and I want to shout out uh, the hockey guy on YouTube. Um he made a whole video, uh, basically the day after or a few hours after the Zetterberg thing uh came out, uh explaining the whole idea of uh L T I R and how it's just this really weird and exploitable system in the NHL. It's something I never knew about and really looked into, it, but now I know about the whole Joffrey Duple situation and, and all that and then Zetterberg's looking like a similar idea. I mean it's an interesting. I, I, it's an interesting thing. I, I, I never knew it existed or, or how it could be exploited like that, but I want to shout him out because he makes a very, very, very good uh, educational video about it, and just go check out the rest of the videos. By the way, I want to give him a shout out real quick. He's, a, he's, he's got a, like 20,000 subscribers, I think, or something on YouTube. but he, he knows his stuff, dude. like it's ridiculous. He, he knows yeah. exactly what he's talking about. He goes in detail on everything. Um, but he, he, I watched his videos all the time, and I watched uh, this one because I had no idea. What that term was about. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to shout that out real quick. But uh, definitely do want to say, you know, uh, Zetterberg, just a guy I had at soft spots before as well. It's one of those guys, like I said, you know, guy who was picked two hundred and tenth and came out as a as a Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah, you always about gotta you give like it about
0: up. That. You always gotta give it up for those guys who kind yeah, of defy the odds, because you know, unfortunately, I think this is kind of a. Tr- I, I, I think now more it's not as much of a trend, but before it almost seemed like you know, if you get picked in the seventh round, you have that tag on you for the rest of your life. So yep. it's like you people almost want you to fail, kind of thing, or expect you to fail. Um, so it's always nice when you know they defy the odds. And in his case, uh, again, one of the the best to do it, especially for the Red Wings um, in that storied franchise. So. Um, it's uh going to be sad to see that you, you know, interesting point too that Red Wings team is completely different from what it was, you know, five years ago. Like, you know, back in the two, you know, 2008, 2009, they went to the cup back to back. Um, that you know, they were always one of the best teams in the league. They had that long streak of 20 some years not missing the playoffs, and they mm-hmm. went from that to where they are now. Uh, a lot of young guys, one of those rebuilding teams, probably will have another terrible season and kind of hope in the next few years to get back to their winning ways. But uh, Zetterberg not being there, like that core from a few years ago of Datsuk and Zetterberg and Lindstrom, and Lindstrom.
1: Um, yeah, like Lindstrom just retired five years ago.
0: Yeah, I know. It feels so long ago. Uh, for yeah, doesn't reason, it? Honestly. Um you know, they, they have Cronwall there still, who he's 38, I think, probably yeah. going to retire soon. So that's a uh, – it's a whole new-look team from what it was mm-hmm. only a couple of years ago. Uh, our last uh, small NHL story before we get to the big one, uh, mm-hmm. Nashville Predators forward Austin Watson uh, was handed a 27-game suspension uh, uh, for a domestic abuse um, – I don't know what the word would be. I, it's a, it's a weird story. Uh, it, I guess it, it would be domestic assault, but uh, essentially, I'm not sure when this was. Um, so I, th- I think according... I think it might have been over the summer. Uh, yeah. If...
1: So according to this, this is on ESPN. Uh, he was arrested in June uh, on June 16th in Tennessee, uh, according to Williamson County Court.
0: Okay. Uh, essentially what happened was he got into a dispute with his girlfriend. Um, and I think, uh, I don't know if there's a video to it, but, um, I thought I might've seen one, but, uh, he slapped her. Um, she didn't press charge or anything, but, um, you know, uh, we talked about this before at the NFL about the whole domestic abuse thing and how we believe that it's awful, uh, that their policy is awful and the NFL show kinda comes out and makes a statement. I mean I know it's twenty seven it's it's regular season at the end of the day and, and twenty seven games um yeah, i mean it's a lot, don't get me wrong, but uh It's about
1: about what of it's a, it's a like, third of the season. Section, of the season. Yeah,
0: third, or third eighty two games, so Yeah. Uh, about a third. Um, but no, that kind of came out and made a statement. I think, I know a lot of people are kind of doubting it, but I think 27 games is, is something, um, you know, domestic abuse should not be taken lightly in the NHL. Um, uh, you know, Gary Bettman, uh, pff, I hate the guy, but he actually came out and, <laughs> and, and had a statement about this and, and the ruling, uh, and I actually agree with him for once. So, yeah, I um, mean,
1: so, uh, I wanted to just point out. So, there's this isn't the first domestic bounds case that NHL has uh, going right now. So, they apparently, I again, I don't, I didn't know this so recently that Ellie uh, uh, King's defenseman, uh, Slava Voinov, yeah, suspended definitely for 2014 for another domestic incident and he still hasn't been reinstated. He's apparently seeking reinstatement.
0: Yeah, I, I was just going to say this year he was trying to get back, but I remember that story because he like. Uh, I think it was his wife, but that was a big story because like he really did damage. Um, really, and yeah, and I don't
1: recall uh, that story.
0: Um, and this year he was looking for uh, reinstatement, and like, I don't, I don't know why any of the teams would sign a guy like that again. Like you know, um.
1: We, I we, just, we, we, we brought up Michael book. Vick earlier. We brought up Michael Vick earlier, yeah he, he yeah. was in the league for a while. But Adrian Peterson had a similar thing with his kid. He's back in the league as the Skins running back. Um,
0: yeah, uh, so, Ezekiel
1: Elliott with his his issues. Yeah. He's, he's a star running back for the Cowboys. Like it, they come back, man. I mean, it, it's it kind of sucks when you think about it. I mean, you know, I look at it this way. I mean. You better be able to do whatever you do after this incident. And after you face the consequences for what you did, you better be the best goddamn person on the planet after the fact. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, right? I mean, again, in his case, like I said, I, I don't remember it completely, but I remember I it was really bad um, in terms of what he did. And
1: There will be a problem if Boyd gets signed again. Yeah, for uh, sure. Watson, I mean, listen, you shouldn't be laying your hands on a woman or your partner or anybody like that in general. But you know, it sounds like it, you know he pushed her or something. He pushed yeah, his uh, or whatever. I'm actually, looking at it now, it so and that's like about the her. extent. That's about yeah. the extent of it. Which I, I, again, I'm not trying to, to to lessen that impact. That that you still should not be doing that, and that's harmful, and you shouldn't be doing those kind of things. But you know, I, I, I guess it's like could have been a lot worse.
0: Yeah, unfortunately saying that, but yeah, I I agree. I'm actually looking at this article. It's from people.com randomly. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> uh but it's basically saying uh she had red marks on her chest and also she told officers that he gets ha- uh quote-unquote gets handsy with her
1: sometimes. No. Which is not a good look. No, no, no. Not a good look. Uh-huh. So he might even be you know, I mean, I'm surprised he's not released already. So, interesting, I think the NHLPA is looking for an appeal on this. I think. I, that's what no, I heard I before. So, that's what I heard before, so that'll be interesting, but to me, there's no getting out of this. I mean, just take the suspension. you screwed up. You obviously screwed up. Take the suspension, and you know, I, I hope there's some good that comes out of that family going forward. Yeah, Whatever, but- whatever that may be, Um, it's just a sucky situation but good on the NHL for uh, investigating this thoroughly yep. um, this happened in June and uh, making a statement as a leak as yeah. an organization saying that they're not doing this and good on also Nashville Predators for I think coming out with the statement saying that they're completely cooperating and accepting of what the NHL uh, has consequence wise for their player um, yeah. so um, good to see You you don't don't ever really want to hear about a situation like this, but it's good to see that there's a statement being made about it uh, from the league and from the team.
0: I'm actually just reading this, to just to wrap up the point. Um, Excuse me. He played it in no contest to domestic assault charge Mm -hmm. um, in July and received three-month probation. Okay. Um, So, yeah, just to kind of put a bow on that. Um, Mm -hmm. Not a great situation, but, again, I like how the league handled it. Um, making a statement, uh, and uh, hopefully it's not something we have to talk about in the future. But uh, unfortunately, it seems like almost something that happens a little too much in sports nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have uh, some video game talk to move on now. One that uh, you know, hit yep. the, Unfortunately, it's just me and Bobby here today to talk about it. But uh, you know, hits the whole group. Uh, we love this game. Uh, and, well, we love the series, I should say. NHL 19 was released. Uh, the official release was uh, September 14th. Uh, we got hands-on with it for the past, uh, I don't know, we played a couple hours. Um,
1: yeah, we have a few hours time. on EASHL, so we're big EASHL players. Yeah. Uh, so we started our team back up. Um, I'm a big fan. They definitely reworked a lot of the, of the All Nice action, and I'm a big fan. Um, mm-hmm. you know I love how we said we love the series yeah, I'm sure we've complained a hundred times about any- oh I
0: know well I-, I should say we love the idea of playing NHL games together <laughs> it's yeah. just that we get very frustrated uh, a lot of there's a lot of crap, like, bullshit that we have to deal mm-hmm. with in those games but uh, I agree I think they made a lot of good changes the one thing that everybody's talking about uh, rightly so is the skating got overhauled and is
1: it looks so just nice.
0: so silky smooth? Um, yeah, love it. You know, you don't get stuck in the animations like you would in prior games. I brought this point up yesterday because, um, you know, as a, like some whenever I play defense or like when I'm playing online team play, I use this feature a lot. Like, you know, you're skating backwards, and when you go back to skate forward and make a pass, you kind of like got stuck for a second in an animation and it'll, like delay everything. Uh, this year, like you know back skating the front sa- uh front skating excuse me is uh lightning fast um like it should be um
1: mm-hmm.
0: i really like the changes they made there uh the world of chill uh the ones mode is kind of cool disappointing uh,
1: one's uh, mode is so fun. uh
0: the only thing is we thought we would be able to play with each other friends wise but that doesn't look like it's the case which is pretty unfortunate but maybe uh, i hope they
1: had that in later
0: yeah, I, I've seen a lot of outrage on it, so maybe it's something they add in the future. Um, I hope, man. Like, I think it'd be a lot of fun.
1: Uh, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, so uh, and I, I like that. Um, I really haven't touched Ultimate Team. I don't know how much I'll touch it this year, but just in terms of the gameplay, I think, uh, it's a, you know, the skating's better. better. Um, one thing that another outrage, which, uh, you know, it's a big point I want to discuss here, uh, the tripping, uh, the, uh, <laughs> <checking> <laughs> has been uh, quite honestly uh, frustrating. Um, it's funny. So we you know, we play AESHL three versus three, you know, regular, um, regular gameplay. And then yesterday me and Brandy went into the threes mode, like the arcade kind of mode. Yeah. And for some reason in that mode, it's a lot harder to get a tripping, like it's almost impossible to get a tripping penalty in that. So it was like so. It was just refreshing just to play that mode, just to not get a tripping penalty. Like, <laughs> as sad as that is, like honestly, I think the gameplay, other than that, is, is been, it's the best it's been in years. Um, it yeah. might be the best it's ever been, and mm. uh, it's just that that's really frustrating. Um,
1: yeah. If you, if you hit what is it, LB? To so if you hit LB, RB. RB. Sorry, if you hit RB, expect a tripping call. Like, a, know, a,
0: I, I literally have a video on Bobby. Oh, yeah, you were in the game yesterday. Uh, Literally, like, I, I had to pause it because I was almost positive. Uh, I'm in the defensive zone and I poke check a guy, which you can literally see in the replay. My stick hits his stick.
1: And, he falls and the guy
0: goes down for a penalty. He pulls a yeah. Neymar. Yeah, well, it's like, it's obviously just in the system whenever you hit poke check. Uh, basically in an area like against a guy they go down but it was like right. so frustrating um you know i think that's something that ha- it has to be tuned down a little bit like <laughs> i mean uh,
1: it's also a good thing too cuz like, uh, i'm on the i'm on the side <laughs> yeah. of it beats the spamming right
0: don't like okay don't get me wrong i think that it's necessary to do that i just think it's a little excessive right now like
1: yeah they basically tip the scale the complete other way right, like okay again
0: here. you know i don't care if you get a tripping penalty every time you hit somebody's skates that's fine that's how it's supposed to work but again i literally poke just the guy in his stick and he goes down because that's right. just how they're making the game at this point that has to be changed um that's a big problem so uh you know i i will admit I uh, may have been one of those poke check spammers from time to time.
1: Not if you weren't doing that, you weren't winning. Like,
0: it, it, okay, I I will say like not as much as other like guys I've seen. Like it's really bad. Like that's all they do. Uh, I mean, I will go in for a hit here and there, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, in the old games, that was the way to do it. You you know you keep them to the outside with the poke checks, and and that's how you kind of win games. But right this year yeah i'm literally like afraid to hit poke check <laughs> like like literally like i i'm giving up i'm giving up so much more scoring chances because i'd rather not trip them and and kind of take my chances but uh the one good thing i'm kind of noticing uh i would consider myself a pretty good um player in terms of like deking and making moves and you know in three versus three you get the penalty shot for every time there's a penalty and i've had so many problems scoring on penalty shots because they made the goalies so much better um almost too good I, um but yeah i think uh you know that the goalies have gotten better last year they kind of sucked I, I mean you still have the mm-hmm. occasional cheese goal here and there which like they should be saved, but uh, in my opinion, I think the gameplay is... All, it's I think it's the best it's been in years. Just if you tune down the tripping penalty, uh, it's... The other thing, of course, Zach was uh, upset about last night when we were playing was uh, apparently there's like a glitch goal that people found in the penalty shot already, so that's great. Uh, if they can... You know, one thing I... I wish they would do more often which they kind of didn't do they haven't done is like you know when you find a glitch in the game fix it man like they just let it like be there for the whole year and it's it's really annoying
1: they move on very quickly especially ea who makes a lot of these sports games every year i mean it's like okay here's an HL 19 here you go that's it all yeah. right, all right and- we're gonna go play it for HL 20 which good start planning now but also keep your game updated man like jesus it's yeah I mean, uh, again, we keep pointing to this. Look at Fortnite. Look at yeah. how they do it. The, they say there's a problem and it gets fixed. It, 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 to me, it's not that difficult. If you have a whole, it'll probably create more jobs, right? Just have a whole division yeah, for yeah. community outreach and hear the complaints and relay it to the, and have a line of communication between them and the developers. I don't think Which it's that
0: hard. You would think they would have now, again, with the money they make.
1: You would think.
0: But, you know that's a lot like you know with the eric carlson trade going through a lot of people were so surprised that like they actually already updated it already where he's on the sharks now but um you know in the past like they literally do a roster update every month and like you can't do that like I, i like a like mlb the show for example does a weekly roster update every week um i think they do the same with madden as well i'm pretty sure um just you gotta keep you gotta keep up with the game. You can't just put it out and say, "All right, you know, here you go." Like that's it. You gotta make changes um, if you want to be successful. And I say successful, saying that they are successful. They make a ton of money, but it's just it's frustrating at at times. Um, I like the direction they're heading. Uh, they just gotta touch up on some things, and hopefully uh, that'll kind of. Hopefully everything will iron itself out, but...
1: We're so spoiled, like, we're complaining about roster updates, and, like, (laughs) NHL 97, like, if a trade happened after the game was released, it's like, well, tough luck.
0: Yeah, essentially, yeah, (laughs) I mean, my, it's my uncle, like, literally still has a PS1 and plays NHL 2001 all the time.
1: It's a good Uh, game, though, by the way.
0: It is. Uh, And I'm like, I know we've come a long way, but there's still some things in the NHL game right now that just are really frustrating, but overall, uh, I would give if I had a, if I had to grade the game, I think mm. I'd give it an A minus. Yeah. Um, I like how it's going. Um, like I said, I like the introduction of the ones mode. Introduction of the ones mode. Uh, it's 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 good. Uh, I really like it. I would like to see you play. Be able to play with friends again. Hopefully, it's added. Uh, I like the hockey bags. That's kind of cool. Um, you the only know
1: yeah. I'll make on that is that it, it for EASH, the EASHL club awards is a little weird because yeah. it's like we're waiting on our logo that we've used in yeah, the past yeah. year and we have to wait until we get it out of a hockey bag instead of uh, leveling yeah. up. So levels are kind of useless, at least to me now.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's. I mean, the only th- reason there's levels is so that can, they can give you another bag each time you level up, right? But, uh, I, and it was kind of frustrating, like actually you got offline after this happened but like i i think i'm level 15 at this point now uh just playing for a few hours and like my favorite team is the San of the sharks and like i could not get anything from them and finally like i got to level 15 and i finally got something from the sharks that i can wear on the ice but like it took me that long like you know i wish uh maybe if they gave you like you know obviously they can't do it now because the game's already released but like if they were to give you like you know, you set your favorite team. They give you one piece piece of clothing from your favorite team, or something like that, uh, just so you have something. I think that yeah. would have been cool. Same thing for us that Joe like give you something that you like to use, or you pick out something like you know, so we can have our logo or something like that. Um, but I, I I like the I like the bags just because it adds a little bit of randomness. It adds a, a little bit of a flair. I like that it's not a microtransaction. Um, that's yes. another thing I yes. like. Yes! So, thank uh, you. I know, they finally did something right in that sense. But,
1: um, worth noting real quick that I, if in case anybody says, oh, they wouldn't, why should they do the, um, you know, give, you know, give a piece of, give an item to the, for the ones with your favorite team? They already do it in HUT.
0: Yeah, they do they it again this the year <laughs>
1: no they don't they don't just give you the jersey anymore like i, I so i opened up hot for the first time last year first of all by the way so since you've played hot a lot for years expect a lot of packs by the way when you finally yeah. get into it i got a ton
0: Oh um,
1: really? <laughs> I, I, I probably had like 10 packs yesterday oh, um, nice. i probably maybe more than that so and there were a bunch of weird ones oh also i opened a conor mcdavid he was only 80 overall i don't I'm confused. Uh,
0: it's probably they have like different versions of cards, so you probably yeah. get like a lower because I think it's like 87 in Hut or something like that. Yeah,
1: they have like different, and they have the like timetable cards now. Like you only have a card for like ten games or something like that. Because uh, so I have like, like a bunch of I have a bunch of legends yeah. now. Like, uh, like a loan almost. Kind yeah, of that's exactly what they're called. Because I did my first challenge, I got a loan Joe, uh, Joe Thornton. So oh, okay. it's really strange, but anyway, um, I wanted to point out so. You know, when you go to NHL and you go through like the menu tutorial and stuff like that, like it asks you what your favorite team is. So I'm a Flyers fan, so I put on the Flyers. And then you go into hut, I open all the packs and do everything and make my team and everything. And literally, the first thing I get is Flyers home and away jerseys, the arena, and the logo to use. And I don't you
0: team. Get, like. I don't you get like two players from the team too, or something like that. Yeah, in the and I yeah. yeah, and I
1: dare you to guess who I got. <laughs> um, what, what two Flyers players could I possibly get?
0: Andrew McDonald.
1: Yep, got one. <laughs> yep, I got it, I got it, and...
0: man. Trying to, because th- I know they're around like 75 overall, I want to say. so. I'm I'll give you th- a hint
1: that it's another defenseman. Um, Goudas? Yep. with wow, Goudas got... and Mac as my friend, as the two, <laughs> two players I got. You thought they were going to give me G and Patrick out of your mind.
0: Yeah, really. So, no. it's just funny. Um. Yeah, so I, I think if they did something with that um I I obviously realize again it's a little too late now but if they were to do something like that cuz like I said it took me 15 levels which was a, I mean it wasn't it wasn't that much game time I would say it was probably like I don't know 4 or 5 hours maybe but um it took me that long just to get a piece of clothing for my team mm-hmm. um so yeah it took me it
1: took me a couple bags and um, I got I remember so I have a flyers parka for my away for my ones player or well for threes, I guess that would be threes. You don't wear that in ones. But, yeah. uh, um, I remember I said to him, you're like, Oh great. I just want to have a sharks thing. And I think I have two sharks items now. One of them being an Epic. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So whoops.
0: Yeah. But no, I get, I like the randomness of that. I actually gotten some pretty cool, like just regular items. Um, you know, not NHL team related. So it, it's cool. I like it. Uh,
1: I got a Phantoms goalie helmet. It was a common, but it's still nice as shit.
0: I know. Well, we got a soft spot for them too, but <laughs> oh, of
1: course we do. But we got to do a podcast about that, man. Like we, yeah,
0: good times.
1: We, you know, the the um, Phantoms used to play at the Wachovia Spectrum before I got knocked down uh, in Philadelphia. So they're basically right next to you know what was then the Wachovia Center and is now the Wells Fargo Center and Citizens Bank Park, and again we're in the Philadelphia area. And since the fans are an AHL team, you know, the tickets were cheap. So uh, Tyler, I believe, had season tickets. Uh, I never had season tickets, uh, but I went definitely a bunch, and it was some of the best memories, hockey memories that i oh, had. Easily, yeah. You know, we, I will never forget the purple rain ever yeah. in my life. I, I need to go get that jersey. I, I need a jersey from that I, era.
0: I actually have one. I have a jersey, like one of those purple jerseys. They're
1: it's nice as hell. So nice. We'll have, to, we'll have to talk about that in a future podcast but uh, yeah, yeah. i got uh, a common uh phantoms uh mask in one of the bags that i opened and i get it's only a common and i have a bunch of epic masks and legendary masks already but dude it's too nice it's actually really nice uh but yeah
0: yeah so again um improvements uh always i i like the improvements i made but there's always room for more so we'll see uh, like I said, I would like them to make some updates this year. We'll see, though. Uh, the next thing we have is uh, another video game topic. Uh, the Black Ops 4 beta has officially dropped. Um, it dropped for PS4 a couple of days ago and dropped for Xbox uh, last night, I want to say, as we're recording. I know I, I I should stop saying that, but I will. So, <laughs>
1: I, I just realized I had an epiphany. So, so before the podcast, when we were playing Tyler said that we thought we talked about this already, like the beta dropping. I think I realized what you were talking about. This is Blackout, the multiplayer beta we talked about before.
0: Yeah, right.
1: So this is Blackout. So this is the B- Battle Royale mode that was uh, announced earlier for Blackout 4. I'm actually installing it as we speak because uh, I got a code from somebody. I have have not pre-ordered yet just because that's money. But... Mm-hmm. Um, so far, uh, so we came out for PS Four, I think, right after we recorded last week, and it's now currently out for PC and Xbox. I think is what's happening now. Yeah, and uh, public opinion has been nothing but wonderful. Like, there's yeah. small criticisms, like the one that I'm hearing the most is the whole pick up ammo.
0: But they actually changed that, I believe. I
1: believe it. They're least. talking about it because Vondarhar's. Uh, I, I saw Vondahar reply to somebody saying that they tried auto picking up ammo and they didn't like it. The studio oh. didn't like it, so I don't. They might fix it because there's a lot of people asking for it. Because the most other battle royale modes you can auto pick up, um, yeah, you can't in this one. But otherwise, like there are people saying like this is it, like this is the battle royale, like it take over now. I don't know if it'll completely take over Fortnite, but the uh, uh, the comparison being made is uh, to PUBG. People saying rip PUBG, and uh, as a PUBG player, I you know I haven't played Black Ops Four yet, but everything I'm seeing, dude, it looks nice. It looks really nice.
0: I mean, I I just started playing PUBG recently, and, and the first thing I thought of when I seen the game is it looks very PUBG like, just mm-hmm. a lot faster, and um the movements are obviously different too. But uh, just that kind of whole the graphics wise, they kind of looked a little, you know pretty similar. Um, we we had a topic that we're actually gonna save, but we we're gonna t- kind of talk about you know comparing all of them and, and and that but just in general for black ops four um you know the blackout again I haven't played it yet. I've seen gameplay, it looks really good. People are really enjoying it. Um it's something that uh I, I said this before and I think Brandy might have disagreed with me, but I said, look, I think I think this blackout mode makes or breaks this COD game, unfortunately, mm-hmm. just because that's how things are kind of moving. Uh, i i understand people buy cod because it's cod and i do too i love cod um but the, you know the way things are going at this point um you know it's all about battle royale i guess what people are gravitating to so i think it's a good it's a really good sign for them um you know with uh what's going on and the the coolest thing to me which i did not know is that you know i'm starting to watch gameplay i like man, this map, like, some of these things in this map look familiar, and, like, it's, you know, a lot of it is from, like, old Black Ops, uh, Ops games, excuse me, like, you had Raid from Black Ops 2, which was a great map.
1: uh that's, Studio.
0: Yeah, Studio's in there, like, they have all these these old maps, which were favorites, uh, in the actual, incorporated in there, obviously, you had Nuketown, you have Nuketown Island, I think it's mm. called. Um, it's it's pretty cool, uh, uh, there's also another one. I think it's like the the uh, hydro, or I forget what it was called in Black Ops Two, but it was like it's a hydro plant kind of thing. Like, so it's cooler to see they incorporated uh, that stuff into the game. Mm. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably gonna play it at some point today, and then Same. maybe next week I, we can kind of give feedback uh, as well when we talk about uh, that in general. But um, it's looking good for uh, for. For Black Ops or you know for the COD right now, um, again like like I said a lot of a uh, lot of good things to
1: say. And so. and and any anybody who's watching is probably so sick of us talking about these two games. At yeah, this
0: point. I mean it, it's it's our two. Thi- I mean Fortnite, like we play a lot. Um, but like we were playing Fortnite too because like it's the only game right now that like we really feel like playing. Like there's nothing else really out right now. But now we're starting to get you know NHLs out. Black Ops is going to come out. Um, you know, I just recently bought Overwatch, so we're kind of playing that too, but uh, mm-hmm. it's good to see some new things.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we are going to skip the in case you missed this segment today because it is Brendan's segment and he is very sick right now. Yeah, so, and we were
1: we also going to talk about Black Ops 4 and PUBG as yeah. one of our bigger uh, talk about topics, but we didn't feel it was right because I know Brendan would have a lot of input on this and I'm sure Zach would too. Um yeah. so uh we're just, we might do that next week, hopefully we get everybody back. Uh, I won't make any promises, so we're gonna skip those two uh segments for a topic that I think Tyler is going to have a lot of fun talking about.
0: Oh yeah, this this is this is groundbreaking. Uh if you you know follow the NHL, you've seen this uh for sure. Um the saga with Eric Carlson in Ottawa is over uh he was dealt to my favorite team the San Jose Sharks uh in a deal that i cannot believe it's uh, it stays later and i still can't believe it actually happened uh <laughs> um i will read the um i will read the trade out uh in a second once i bring it up cuz i this this, to is like, this is like
1: this is like son being born like oh
0: my god <laughs> because like Last year at the trade deadline I remember all this talk like, oh uh Carlson the Carlson to uh San Jose, this and that. And I'm like, yeah, all right, like well, you know, if it happens, we're gonna have to give up a f like a boatload uh for this guy and Which it didn't. And yeah, which we didn't <laughs> uh in retrospect. Um It's I, I just can't believe it, man. I really can't. Um so I will read out the official trade here. Um if I can actually, if Sportsnet would like go with me here, so uh, Eric Carlson uh, sent to San Jose uh, with prospect uh, Francis Perron. I don't, I, I he's a seventh rounder from a couple of years ago, so I don't really expect him to uh, to be anything. Um, and then what went back to to Ottawa is uh, Chris Tierney. Uh Dylan DeMello, um, prospects Josh Josh Norris and Rudolph Balsers and a first round pick in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty and a second round pick in twenty nineteen. Um so there's also there's also some two conditional picks, which I'm gonna read now. So uh you know, there's those picks that we'll definitely go through. And there's also two conditional picks that could happen. So if uh the should the Sharks uh, signed Carlson to a contract extension, which I'm praying to God they do. Uh, Ottawa receives San Jose's second round selection in 2021, which would upgrade to a first round selection if San Jose reaches the Stanley Cup final in 2019. That's a weird, you know, uh, These I love the conditions on like some of these picks and trades. It's like so many things have to happen, but uh, I would be happy if I would happily give up a first round pick uh, if he resigns and they make the cup final the second one is if carl this is a weird one and hopefully it doesn't happen if carlson is on an eastern conference roster during the 2018-2019 season which essentially means if the trucks would deal him at the deadline or something or flip him uh they would get another first round pick the reason this is in there is if you remember uh this is really funny actually uh, a couple months ago uh the re- you know one of the big things in the saga was Mike Hoffman, uh, his girlfriend uh, said some things publicly about um, Eric Carlson's wife.
1: God, um, that story is weird.
0: Yeah, it was really bad. Basically, uh, Eric Carlson. Um, I'm trying to think what his, her name is. Um, Melinda, I think it's Melinda. Yeah, yeah. Melinda. Um, they had a miscarriage and. Basically, Hoffman's Kaufman's longtime girlfriend said, like, really bad stuff about him, and and he was dealt. So he was dealt to the San Jose Sharks, who got him for dirt cheap. He was Mm -hmm. then flipped that afternoon to the Florida Panthers, an in-division rival to the— not rival, but an in-division opponent to the Ottawa Senators, and uh, Ottawa was not happy about that. So literally, they had to put a condition on this trade— so that they wouldn't flip him again, which I think is really funny. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I, I want to kind of put my two cents in on the players that that went back to Ottawa because obviously I I watch every Sharks game, follow the team very closely. Um, I all I gotta say is that I just can't, you know, Eric Carlson, two time. Norris winner. I can't believe this is all we gave up. So Chris Tierney is the one that kinda he's he's a third line center for us, which yeah, it's not much that we gave up. He's just a guy I really like, so he'll I'll miss him. Uh he's a good he's a really good player. Uh Dylan DeMello was a fringe defense, uh, NHL defenseman for us. Uh he was you know depth at some points in the year and then the two uh prospects we gave up is josh norris who we selected last year in the first round um i think he has i think his ceiling is honestly like second line center probably more third line center um he was more of a safe pick which like in terms of like he'll definitely be an nhl player one day it's just he probably won't be like a superstar kind of thing and the other one is Rudolph Balsers, who um, was a late pick. I think he was a fifth-round pick for the Sharks a couple of years ago. Uh, but he was actually been one of our better prospects in terms of uh, he's put up a lot of good points in the AHL, um, led them in scoring, the uh, San Jose Barracuda in scoring last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, man, like if you're getting uh, Eric Carlson – and just for those players, I know there's draft picks involved, too. Like, dude, I'll take that any day of the week. Now, the main thing here is he needs to resign uh, for that to, you know, for it to all be good. But uh, hopefully he does. Um, quite frankly, I'm a little nervous because I thought he would already be signed uh, already. And it sounds like, um, you know, there's maybe he, it's not sold that he'll resign. He apparently really likes him in Ottawa. Um. Which I don't know how with the you know douchebag owner they have, but <laughs> uh, also the Lightning um, were rumored. I don't know how they'd make that work under the salary cap because um, he you know good friends with Victor Hedman, so um, you know I I am very happy for good reason. Um, uh, we I, I always thought we had a very underrated defense. Like you know you talk about the top defenses. Is, defenses in the league, and we would always, you know, we might be top 10, but I really thought we could be top 5, top 3. I think uh, the only other competition uh, we have at this point is Nashville for best defense in the league. Um, You know, you got a a potential uh, defensive pairing of Eric Carlson and Brent Burns. That's just nasty as hell. Uh, And Mark Edward Vlasic, one of the he's he's got to be one of the most underrated players in the league. Like, he might be the best defensive defenseman in the league. Um, but, uh, and, and it's not just me saying that. A lot of people actually say that, like the the guys that cover the NHL, um, you know, he doesn't get the recognition because he doesn't put out the points, but in terms of defensive defenseman, he's in my opinion, the best in the league. Um, so it's, it's exciting. Uh, I could talk about this all day, but I'll kind of, I want to, I don't want to go too long, so I'll keep it short, but, uh very excited. Um, you know, this is a guy. I'm just looking at his stats. Uh for a defenseman, it's insane. Um, last year put up sixty two points on an Ottawa Senators team that was god awful. Um, you know, seventy one the year before, eighty two. He was a point per game player and he's a defenseman. Like yeah. come on now. Um it's insane. Uh that you know, it's gonna add uh I think you know, for the Sharks, the reason um, I really want I mean, it's John Tavares, so anybody wants him, but the the reason I wanted him so bad was that I think we were missing one piece, one guy that could just put up a saw, sol- you know, like, uh, the player of that caliber, like, you know, we have a lot of good guys. Like we have a lot of depth, uh, but sometimes mm-hmm. like we're lacking in the scoring department. Like we have so much good defense, like we're always top five in the league and, and, uh, goals allowed but you know sometimes we struggle with scoring uh this will help on the back end um you know the the league is transitioning into the point where puck moving defensemen are the big part of it he's that we already have brent burns Uh, i could not be more excited for this season um i like i said i i really hope for obvious reasons he gets resigned um it would be pretty tough to have a one-year rental but uh, you know, if he doesn't, it is what it is. We have him for one year. This is our shot. This is, this is, we need to capitalize at some point here. Joe <laughs> Thornton is old as hell. Uh, you know, it could be his last year could, you know, be next year. you never know, but uh, this is, this is a chance we need to win a cup. Uh, and I think. I honestly think we have a very legitimate shot this year. I think we're one of the contenders, so I'm I'm really really excited.
1: But... You know, it's worth saying that, like you know, you had a lot on the back end, uh, with Eric Carlson. Your offense is straight up gonna pick up with this too. Like that's yeah, the a, funny thing.
0: Yeah, that's like you know again it's weird to say about a defenseman but you know we already have brent burns who last year had a down year but um the year before i think it was the year before he won the norris trophy um her best defenseman in the league and like you got two guys now that put, could potentially put up you know 60 70 points from defense it's it's awesome um yeah, yeah.
1: i mean I, he's gonna put him on net he, he's what he's gonna yeah. do he has that even if he has a slightly open lane he's gonna take it i mean we were going over stats earlier, like uh, the, the shots is what came out to me. Like he had 196 shots uh, last season, but in I, this still boggles my mind. 2014 2015 season, he had 292 shots
0: as like, a defenseman. Yeah, as yeah. a
1: defenseman with 21 goals, by the way. Uh, yes, yeah, 21 goals and 45 assists with a 66 point season. That wasn't even his best. Like yeah. that that's that's insane. Like he's a you know walking Hall of Famer and this trade has so many implications on the league itself. Like just with, with the, oh, match, yeah. with the conditional draft picks and everything like that. Like it's, this guy is so much pull and it's hard not to like him either. Like he's, yeah. he's a great guy. I like him on Ottawa and I, I could not believe he went to San Jose. I mean, I, I was reading that he was going to go West and then a few hours later, yep, he signs with San Jose, you know, san jose is a contender now like they 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 have some extreme potential like you said you guys could definitely get the cup here and you probably you need to win the cup here the next year or two if you get that but this year this is a, a big staple year for san jose's legacy so it'll be very very interesting to see i'm excited for you I'm really excited for you here.
0: I I mean, it's kind of weird to say, but I've been saying for the last couple of years, like our window is closing. But every time I say that, it opens Mm -hmm. up again. Uh, And I got to give props to our general manager, Doug Wilson, because uh, I will admit, and a lot of fans did too, I gave him a lot of shit for some of the the things he's done, you know, in the past years. But recently, you know, he got the Evander Kane trade, which... uh, really worked out. Like he was great for us and then signed into an extension. Uh that's a you know great player to have. You have this trade. Um and you can't you know, he didn't get John Tavares, but he tried as his you know, as hard as he could. He he gave him the most money out of everybody. He gave him thirteen and a half million. Uh he just you know, Tavares ended up taking a discount to play for his, you know, childhood team. But uh he's not afraid to make moves and, you know, the sharks the have a lot of cap space um still, so you know we have more than enough money to sign Carlson to you know uh, he's probably worth ten or eleven million a season I would say more I would say closer to eleven and we have plenty of money uh to sign him so hopefully I'm praying to God he resigns
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but you never know, but yeah it's just uh. Just looking forward to a to a great season. Um, you know we're we're about what two three weeks out from the start of about three weeks out from the start yeah, of the season. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I think it's actually like twenty days. Uh, I think I've seen. So um, mm-hmm. it's gonna be good. Uh, I just can't wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. I said, I could talk about this all day, but um, yeah, just uh, we're gonna move on. But yeah that that back end for for the Sharks this year is looking looking. Very, very good.
1: You're scary. You're a scary team.
0: (laughs) It's good. uh, Great to hear. (laughs) Um, All right. We're going to move on to our last topic, uh, our NFL predictions for week two. Uh, We don't have Brandy's predictions right now, but we uh, we can maybe post them to the Twitter uh, before Sunday's game. So it's legitimate, uh, but we will get his picks before the game starts. So I'm just going to review the games. Last week, the three games we had picked was the New England-Houston game, the Chargers-Chiefs game, and the Carolina-Dallas game. Uh, We've seen New England come out on top, uh, the Chiefs come out on top, and also the Panthers. Uh, so after week one, uh, the standings read. And uh, we also, I wanted to point out, um, I think last episode, we weren't really sure how we wanted to do it, but we have figured it out. Uh, so what we're going to do is each win you get, is one point, and then if you get the score prediction right, you get an extra point. Mm. Pretty simple, but that's how we're going to do it for the whole season. So after week one, I sit at two points, Brandy sits at two points, and Bobby sits at one point. Of course. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> plenty of time, obviously, to oh, uh, to bring it back, but uh, we have really, really, really good games this week. Um, it was actually okay. I honestly... I not wait. Uh, it was honestly hard to pick uh three games we wanted to to look at, but we have them right here. So the first game we're gonna look at is the Carolina Atlanta game. Uh Carolina coming in uh with the win over Dallas and Atlanta losing the season opener to the Eagles where they did not look good. Um mm-hmm. but I'll let you start off with your prediction and then I'll move the mine and then we'll kinda of just go back and forth. So go ahead with your prediction for the first game.
1: Okay, so this is going to be an interesting one. So, uh, Carolina and Atlanta both suffering some pretty bad injuries on both sides, even offense and defense. Atlanta, the big one, losing Freeman for uh, – he's officially ruled out now, right? Yeah, he's, uh, he,
0: uh, he's hes ruled out for next game. I don't know if about, like, you know,
1: uh, Anything further.
0: The, the weeks after, but, yeah, next game he is out.
1: Yeah, so uh, Carolina played Dallas last week. Um, and it was a very, very uh, uneventful game. I think it was a fourteen, fourteen eight. Was that what it was? No, it was six,
0: sixteen. It was sixteen eight, I think. 16-8, or something like that eight, Yeah, yeah I, I, I honestly forget. Uh, but it was, it was hard to watch.
1: <laughs> yeah. So here's, here's where I stand on this uh, whole thing. After the showing of Matt Ryan last week, I am losing a lot of faith in Atlanta's defense. Or I'm sorry, offense. I can't talk. In Atlanta's offense. Uh, so. I, I, I'm expecting a similar game to what Carolina and Dallas just did. So I have Carolina beating Atlanta 14-10, which on the surface is a horrible prediction because of Matt Ryan and Julio Jones still existing. But yeah. unless Matt Ryan picks up his game, they have no shot at this. They really don't. Like, and it, it's really weird for me to put all that, all that prediction on one guy. But if you watched the game against the Eagles, you would know exactly why I'm making predictions. I, I, yeah. I think it's fair to say. So I, I, I'm comfortable saying that Carolina will win 14-10 in a really weird game. Uh, without Freeman, uh, Atlanta has no rushing, really. Uh, so they're going to have to rely on the passing. And unless Matt Ryan finally decides to pick up his stuff, remember he's a uh, very well-paid quarterback, uh, they're not going to really do much. So I got Carolina winning this one, unless Matt Ryan finally gets his head on straight. Otherwise, yeah. Julio is just going to run all over him.
0: Yeah, well, so I actually just changed my prediction last second because mm-hmm. um not influencing by you, but I I think uh Julio Jones last week was I think the best player on the field in that game. I uh, he went off. Uh I think I said, you know, that before and uh I think he he could potentially have a big game, but uh, I do have Carolina winning this game 24-14. Uh Atlanta after week 1 is already beat the hell up. Uh, They lost uh, Keanu Neal, their safety. Uh, He looks like he's out for the... I think he's out Yeah, he tore his ACL. He's out for the year. And Mm -hmm. then the other guy was Deion Jones, who they just put on IR. So he's out into at least week nine. Yeah, Freeman out. Uh, Yeah, after the first week, they're banged up. Um, I I don't think Carolina looked particularly... I mean, their defense looked good last week, but I I don't think they particularly showed me anything special, but I do... I think Cam was okay.
1: Um, he was the only touchdown and it was a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Last yeah. week. So, but like looking at like the rest of the numbers earlier, like he didn't really pass for that much. I mean, I think he had like 186 yards or something like that. Yeah. I think he passed for, and there was really no big showings for Ray And that's what don't have Greg Olson this week. So
0: he, he broke his foot. Actually. I, see. Yeah, I so He's out for a Yeah. So, so
1: there, there goes a big part of the receiving for Carolina.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I don't even know if I said the score for that game, but I, the the final score I have is twenty four fourteen. Um, I I had twenty four ten, but I changed it to fourteen just because I think Julio has like that that secondary is for Carolina is not great. Uh, I think like Julio alone could get two touchdowns, like maybe like one hundred and twenty yeah. yards and two touchdowns. So that's why I changed it. But um, no, I just think Atlanta. Uh, is going to struggle with those injuries. Deion Jones is a big loss, um, at yeah. the linebacker position. Um, so that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be tough. And then for, I mean, they have Coleman in the backfield still, but then they don't have that. They, they like to use, um, you know, a lot of two, they, they like to rotate their running backs is what I'm trying to say. So only having one of their essentially starters this week is going to hurt. Um, so I have, yeah, like I said, uh, Carolina 24, um. Atlanta fourteen Ooh. next game uh this is this is a good one <laughs> and one that's close to you we got the a f c championship rematch from last year uh the New England Patriots versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, both teams getting a win in week one um, it was the the New England game is a really good game uh I'm looking forward to this uh so I will uh you can say your prediction and then the uh, obviously the score
1: yeah so all right <laughs> it's really hard for me uh for um god it's it's really hard for me to pick when it comes to the patriots right it, it it's hard for me uh to not stay biased but here's what I'm currently thinking right so I think with Against Houston, which by the way, they, you know, Houston, we talked about this before, they have a decent defense, right? And New England ran them up. Like mm-hmm. the Pats ran them up, and by the time Houston had any shot of, uh, you know, so uh, well, I forget what it was before they kind of started making the combat, but, you know, I know the score was close. I think it was like 28-21 20, or something like that. I think it was something like that. And, but the problem was New England ran up to that 28 before Houston was able to score two touchdowns again. So it, yeah. it was, it, and it had left no room for Houston to do any damage whatsoever. And I think, Brady proved that he still can. Uh, we've said this before that oh, they all that every Brady year. Needs, uh, all, <laughs> all Brady needs is a body. Like it doesn't matter if it's a if it's a kid off the street, he'll get it to his chest every time. Mm-hmm. Like so, I, and, and that's not to discount, you know, Chris Hogan or, or Gronk, who are still like the top guys on the team. But you know, Edelman was a big loss, and it was something I've been scared about. But I have a little bit more confidence now. But I mean, Gronk, I knew it was going to kind of pick up the slack, right? I mean, the dude. Is going to leap over everybody. It, he, he's so big, and he's he's got the hands. Like, I mean, what are you? Gonna, you can't cover him. It's impossible yeah. to cover him. I don't yeah. care what Ramsey has to say, right? I, I not downing his abilities either. But Gronk's just going to leap over him. It's all. It, there's really nothing you could do. Like he can He's caught over double coverage. Okay. Regardless, I, I think the Patriots have a solid chance with Jacksonville. Uh, I I do see this being a close game and uh, one where. Um, Defense is really going to matter. The Patriots defense had a strong showing against Houston, uh, especially in that first half of the game last week. Um, and Jacksonville, I don't even think I really need to talk about their defense anymore. It's ridiculously good, uh, yeah. especially their pass rush. So uh, I, have a, I have a close shootout happening. I have 24-21 in favor of New England.
0: And uh, for the second time in a row, we are going to agree. I have New England winning 17-14. to 14. Um, look, I think the New England defense uh was a surprise last week. They played really well. Uh granted Deshaun Watson looked like um he was out of it. Like, you know, he he's coming back from not playing football for essentially a, a year now. I know he's been in training camp and stuff like that, but um you know, with the injury last year, he didn't look great, but that defense also played really well. Um you had you know, Matt Patricia is no longer there on defense. Uh you have a new defensive coordinator, but things look good there. Um I like I like you know, obviously that offense with Brady um is always gonna put up points, um and if their defense can hold firm, um, you know, they're always gonna have a good chance. Jacksonville it's it's an interesting one so uh leonard Fournette less uh left the last game with a hamstring injury i don't know his status for this game but if they don't have him um at 100 percent, forget it um yeah they're not gonna <laughs> be able to do anything on offense uh because blake bortles just isn't doing it um no I, every year I, like i'm like you know i i thought last year at the end of the year um, with him carrying to the FC championship. I'm like, you know what? This guy isn't as bad as I thought. And then I watched week one last week. I'm like, nope, this guy still fucking sucks. So, <laughs> uh, no, I think I need, if, if even a, a hamstring injury, I've had him in the past. Like, honestly, he probably won't be at a hundred percent because they just, they're just annoying. And, uh, especially in the game of football at a high level, it's going to be tough. Uh, but, um, you know, the defense is, is going to be uh, tough for Brady to break down. I, th- I just think it's going to be low scoring. Um, I have 17-14, but uh, close throughout. And, again, I think out of all the games on the slate, this is the one I'm really looking forward to. I'm pretty sure it's a four thirty kickoff. So
1: Yeah, the um, only, the only question know, mark sure. I wanted to point out for doing that, I don't think any of us mentioned is So Jeremy Hill got injured last week uh, yep. running back. And now Burkhead and uh, Sunny Mitchell are both hurt. As well and questionable for the game, I believe, Uh, which it's 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 a a question mark. But remember the type of team the Patriots. Yeah. (laughs) So it's 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 one of those weird things. I would have, you know, I picked Burkhead in in our daily fantasy league last week, and I thought he was going to go off because of, uh, uh, Mitchell still being hurt and then Jeremy Hill being hurt, but nope, that didn't happen. But uh it's it's still a yeah. uh, uh, a question mark that we definitely need to put on there that I forgot to mention.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, uh, it's uh, the <laughs> we were saying it with the wide receivers, it's the same thing with Patriots with running backs. It's like it almost seems like you can throw anybody out there and uh they'll do they'll mm-hmm. do good things. But it is yeah, worth noting. Uh and then the last game on the sh- slate, um, a divisional matchup. Um Minnesota is playing Dream Bay. Uh we talked about Aaron Rodgers earlier being godlike in that second half of that game. Uh and Minnesota looked good in there when Kirk Cousins looked uh comfortable in there uh for the mm-hmm. Vikings. So um yeah, you can go ahead with your prediction.
1: Okay, so um this is definitely dependent Aaron Rodgers is still in a weird injury spot right now I believe. I don't think he's totally confirmed. Yeah, so I was saying
0: earlier that he's day to day. So I'm not yeah. sure yet.
1: But I'm assuming he'll play. I'm definitely assuming he'll play. So that's where so, my prediction is coming sorry, from.
0: I'm, I'm just going to cut you off again. This, uh, is, this, this prediction is assuming Aaron Rodgers play. I think for both of us, our prediction yeah. is assuming Rodgers plays.
1: Yeah, so uh, my prediction is, is this. Um, so first of all, it's at Lambeau Field, at Green Bay. Um, so I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is going to get a standing ovation as soon as he walks out on <laughs> the field uh, tomorrow. So that'll be interesting. But... Um, so here's what am So Kirk Cousins also, uh, he's been known to throw pretty good against Green Bay in the past. Um, I'm sure he'll do it again. So here, I'm, I'm predicting this is going to be a big quarterback shootout. That is what I'm predicting here. This is going to be a big back-and-forth offensive battle. So I'm actually expecting a high-scoring game on this one. Um, you can make an argument for Minnesota's defense, um, but it's Aaron freaking Rodgers at Lambeau Field. Yeah, I like. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's really hard to say that he's not going to do well against them. So I'm expecting, again, an all-out shootout uh, between Minnesota and green Bay and green Bay taking it 42
0: to 35. Uh, and this is the only one we disagreed on. I, I do have Minnesota winning at 38 20, or 31, excuse me, 28. Um, so it's, again, it's going to be, it's all really going to depend on Aaron Rodgers. Like I think he'll play, but if he's a hundred percent, that'll be the question. Um, I th- I think you know thirty one twenty eight. I think is still high scoring, and mm-hmm. you want to think that for like a, a Vikings defense. But no, I think if Aaron Rodgers is in there, he could play against any defense, mm-hmm. um, and put up good numbers. So, um, I I just have Minnesota coming out on top. I I agree with you. The Kirk Cousins has kind of torched uh, the Packers defense in the past, and it's also because the Packers defense has sucked uh, for mm-hmm. a while, like their secondary. <laughs> so. That's kind of the thing there. I think he has a good game. Uh, look for you know Stephon Diggs and Thielen to kind of to go off. Um, and I also liked uh what uh Cook. Um, why can't I can't think of his first name. Cook for the uh the Vikings, the running back. Uh, oh, good.
1: Uh, yeah. Um
0: Yeah, he you know towards ACL last year as well, and he looked good in his first game back. So, um, I think uh, they they just have the firepower. This, you know, I think Minnesota is the favorite in this division, but Green Bay is uh, is probably second. And um, mm. this is, you know, one of their two matchups. So this is a very important game early in the season. Uh, this could be the determining factor uh, at the end of the year. So this is going to be a good game. Uh, I'm hoping Rogers is able to play um, just because, again, I love the guy and what he can mm. do. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but okay. yeah. Uh, those are our week two predictions. Like I said, we'll, I guess, like I said, we'll post, uh, Bernie's predictions on the Twitter, um, before the games tomorrow to make it official. But, uh, that is all for this podcast. Uh, the sixth episode, um, I said this before, but we, uh, we're really enjoying ourselves. We have some ideas in the future, uh, that hopefully, uh, everybody will like. And, uh, we're just really happy with how things have gone. So, um,
1: you may have noticed uh, that we have started a rebrand a little bit. Uh, yeah. The channel has been, re- I believe I've renamed the channel. If I have, I have to go fix that. But the Twitter has been renamed to the Complain Network. Uh, so just keep an, uh, keep an eye on that. We are rebranding, and the reason we're calling ourselves a network is that we are preparing uh, other forms of content besides the podcast. I know we have a few ideas in mind that we really won't talk about right now, but we're still trying to figure it all out. Um, but we definitely have some cool ideas in mind. Uh, both related to more sports related content as well as video game related content. So just, just keep your eye on things. We'll, we'll kind of keep, uh, keep you updated on the podcast as we keep uh, developing these ideas. Uh, but for right now, just stay tuned. Uh, we hope you're ex- just as excited as we are about these, these new ventures. And uh, So
0: uh, I'm just going to do some plugging real quick. Uh, If you want to get updates and just random stuff about the show, uh, you can follow the Twitter at uh, Come Play Network. Um, We're looking to, you know, maybe branch out social media wise. So we'll let you know if we do that. But, um, you know, if you liked our uh, two man podcast, I think it was a productive one. You know, we didn't have the whole game, but I think we did good. Uh, You can like the video and subscribe if you haven't already for, more podcast uh but we hope you enjoyed and we we will see you next week for episode seven
1: see you guys